I usually only can get about a couple things whenever I come here. I stopped eating meat a couple oh, years yeah. back. Right on. So usually it's the same thing as the uh, veggie omelet. But so that's cool, that's good. Vegetarian or vegan uh, life? Definitely not vegan. That's too strict. That's like Catholicism. <laughs> I want to get to heaven, but I don't want to get like that. As we sit here telling stories till it's quarter after three, the details are so gory, but that's how they're supposed to be. And this waiter must be wondering if we're ever gonna leave. That's too strict. That's like Catholicism. As someone who narrowly escaped a lifetime of stale communion wafers myself, I can dig that sentiment. But I'm also the same guy who uh, years ago bought a, uh, a double XL t-shirt from the Salvation Army with the words Catholicism, pass it on, emblazoned on the front. So I'm conflicted, like every Catholic I know. Anyway, hi, I'm John Kim Fay, and this is Talking at the Diner, the podcast where I invite a fellow musician or otherwise artistic type to lunch or dinner, if we're feeling fancy. And I get to listen to their stories while chewing on a slightly over-toasted turkey melt a little too loudly into my microphone. My guest today on Talking at the Diner is Danielle Johnson, known to many as Suge Daniels. If you're unfamiliar with Suge, she sounds a little bit like this. Who can get a This. My friends, let me tell you something. When you are lucky enough to encounter Suge Daniels, whether on stage or off, you'll feel an energy that just makes you an immediate fan. A fan of her music and a fan of her. Not only is she a compelling solo artist... She is also known for having fronted the beloved Delaware band Hoochie Coochie, who played the coveted opening slot at last year's Exponential Fest, sponsored by WXPN in Philadelphia. And speaking of which, Suge recently moved up to Philadelphia from Wilmington to get closer to the action and deeper into the artistic connections and collaborations which she finds herself thriving upon. On top of her musical passion, she's also a music journalist who writes about the music scene in conjunction with Gable Music Ventures, another super positive aspect of a Delaware music scene infrastructure that I only wish had existed when I was coming up way back when. Her drive and her work ethic, combined with her natural talent, make her, in my not-so-humble opinion, one of the brightest lights to come out of Delaware in a very long time, dare I say, a generation. And part of why that is, is that she is an artist who sees the value in those who came before and does her part to foster and facilitate a clearer path for those who follow in her footsteps. So, 
without further ado, from the Melrose Diner in South Philly, please enjoy my conversation with the amazing Suge Daniels. Everything is on the table when we're talking at the diner. That's like uh, Catholicism. That's the, <laughs> it's guess, early, but it, that's going to be in the running for it. <laughs> A good quote. It's a this. bit more like pescatarian. Like I eat fish. Yeah. I like shrimp. Okay. I love a good, uh, good crab. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I hear you. Well, then I gotta get the smoked salmon Benedict, cause I ain't never. Yeah. Do it. <laughs> I ain't never. Do it. It sounds a little unnecessarily fancy, but you know, <laughs> that's just we're here now. Yes, we're here. Thank you very Thank much. You. Uh, I think we're ready. Mm-hmm. I'd like to get the smoked salmon Benedict, please. And I definitely like to get the hash browns. It comes with it. Okay, just making sure. Yeah. I said hash browns are grits, and I just oh no, there's only one lady I trust to cook my grits. Yeah, oh, <laughs> no, I, I, don't worry. Okay. Don't worry. <laughs> Who's that lady? My auntie. Your auntie. Yeah. Nice. I'm Cassie. The one and only time I ever had him, and I was like, this makes sense. I could do this. <laughs> I've had him before, and I was like, this doesn't make any sense. I thought it was going to be cream of wheat, like cream of wheat. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. It's not. Nah. It's not. But as a kid, you look at it, and you're like, this obviously is cream of wheat. Two different things. There was. There used to be a coffee shop in Jenkintown, where I live, where uh, the owner's mother would come in just randomly, no schedule, and make uh, shrimp and grits. It was so amazing, yeah. so good. You know what I lied, actually there's one other place <laughs> I've had shrimp and grits, and it was amazing. And it was uh, Chelsea's Tavern. They had them on the menu really? in Wilmington for a little bit, yeah. No and they were banging. Nice. Yeah, Chelsea's Tavern is, is, a, is a favorite of mine. There are many spots in Wilmington that mm-hmm. I miss. You know, I mean, I haven't lived there in a quarter century, but like, <laughs> I literally go down like every opportunity I get mm-hmm. to go to Mrs. Rubino's on Union Street oh, on yes. Crab Night. Have you hey. ever been on a Thursday? No, but I, I'm putting it on the list. Okay, so they have, I don't know who they have like an in with, <laughs> but thank, thank you. you. No matter what okay. time of year, no matter mm-hmm. what time of year, mm-hmm. they have the good crabs. Okay. Mm. And they have these softball-sized crab cakes that you can, you have to share it because it's like... It's like that? It's this big and it's little crab meat. I mean, I have eaten one by myself Mm -hmm. before, but it's, you know, it's like 33 bucks. (laughs) (laughs) Right, So if you split it with somebody... Then it's only, It makes a lot more sense. You know, I got that. (laughs) But it's delicious. Okay, all right, on the list, on the list. Yeah, Wilmington is full of a lot of little gems in all different ways. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I always feel like it's difficult to find things sometimes in Delaware in general. Yeah, you have to really search. Like people are like, "There's nothing to do here. There's nothing going on." There absolutely is. It's just there, a secret oh, yeah. for some reason. You just gotta find it. You gotta dig. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, you grew up in Kent County. Below the canal. Below yeah, the I'm canal. below the canal gal. Smyrna originally. Yeah. Um. When I was growing up, it was kind of like mostly it was a lot of farmland, but I, you you could see the development. There was a lot of housing being done, gotcha. so I played in a lot of like sites. <laughs> I was like, a, we didn't have 
we had playgrounds, but the, the building sites were cool. They were fun. Oh, right on. So, yeah. Quite dangerous, but really fun. <laughs> We'd like, we're like playing, you know, playing tag and hide and seek in like three houses that aren't built. You like, probably so. should have had a hard hat on, yeah. but did not. <laughs> yeah. But all those places, you know, it's, it's just such a big suburb now, but it was a lot more rural growing up. Um, then I moved to Dover when I was about oh, 14, yeah. 14, 15. And uh, that was cool. That was like where I, I got a lot closer to my cousins. I have some cousins who are on the same age as me. Mm-hmm. And uh, we all went to church and stuff like that together. And then Dover, I feel like, was where I really started to get into music. Because right I had my cousins that were pretty close to me. And I was like, let's. We used to always make up games. And my games were always creative. I was just like, let's write a book. <laughs> let's be in a play. Let's make a band. And then eventually it was just like, okay, but this is good. People like this. The first time I saw you perform, mm-hmm. I loved your energy. And every time we converse, you tell me something about yourself. And I'm like, I relate to that so yeah. much. Thank you. Because I was the same way. When I, when I was, I didn't have cousins or siblings my own age mm-hmm. growing up but like I always was the one to like do a play yes. it was know, in me it make, was in every, you. make everybody like pay I, I remember very specifically I put on a play that I charged six cents for Ooh, <laughs> yes. hustling. it was like a nickel's just not enough for this you have to <laughs> add one more penny because that's the kind of quality you're getting yeah <laughs> when you said let's you know, let's do a play, let's make mm-hmm. a band. Was anybody, like, playing instruments and stuff at that point? Or was it more they, of, like, a... I remember one specific... I was going to say incident, but I guess it's... <laughs> one specific time with my younger brother. My mom had, like, bought this, like, kind of kitty drum set. It was like a little kind of like a kid drum set. Oh, yeah. And then, like, a little play guitar that had, like, the, like the fishing string, the, like, the nylon. Yeah. It wasn't even... Didn't make a good sound, <laughs> but I remember just like making his his father sit down and like watch us. I was like, "You got to see this. We're the best thing that's happened since sliced bread." And that was kind of that was that for a bit. I didn't really. They like bought me a guitar. They're like, "Okay, if you really like this," but I was too eager to make music, so I, I had this like little play piano that had preset beats, oh, and yeah. I was like, "Okay, I like this because yeah. I don't have time to learn. I have all this feeling." As right, a, as you want to start making gotta, songs yeah, now? I need to write right now. So no, I didn't really play any instrument until the ukulele, until like a year ago. It's ridiculous is what it is. Mm-hmm. I just, I, and I always loved collaborating. So having a band was fun. Having like people to make the music for me, I didn't really think of it as uh, anything to hinder me. It was just, now we're dreaming together. Yeah. We can do, make this thing together. So. Now, was there any bands before Hoochie Coochie? Mm. Oh yes. Um, I was in a rap group called Flow City. Okay. And that was a band that I had formed with my cousins. Mm-hmm. And we were the bomb.com. We had so much fun. It was probably some of my first instances of coming up to uh, Wilmington because we used to have that radio station, Kiss 101.7. Yeah, yeah. And they used to do um, Kiss Spring Jam every year. Right. And they'd have some big names. They'd have some really big names come through and hip hop and R&B and stuff like that, whoever they were playing uh, at the time. And they would do like competitions where you could like open up. So we won two years in a row. And then the third year that we did it, we were just like on the bill at that point. They were like, y'all come. You don't have to jump through the hoops anymore. (laughs) And we were young and we we just had so much fun. I got a, a lot of experience with being around 
really big name people. Like I remember we got down, we had the chance to go meet like Timberland and Missy Elliott and that whole like camp. And really? I remember meeting yeah, Petey Pablo, and he was Jeez. tall and funny. And Missy Elliott is way shorter than you could ever imagine. I'm a shorty. You're a shorty. Yes, she's shorter are. than us, man. We're, she's shorter really? than us. She's, yeah, she's a tiny little lady. Because we're we. We're we. <laughs> we. And, uh, oh, really I can't believe you met Missy Elliott. Yes. I'm so jealous. That's she amazing. tweeted about us and everything. We were so excited. Oh, man. Uh, but that, you know, for its own reasons, it didn't quite work out. Mm-hmm. And I had actually started with Hoochie Coochie kind of towards the end of being like, I don't think I want to be a rapper. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think I really. I wasn't able to connect with the audience in the way that that I feel like you should if you're if you're an entertainer, especially if you're performing. Yeah, and uh, I just was having so much fun with Kuchi. It just was like there was instruments on stage. Yeah. It was a whole other dynamic. So I took a lot of that like rap energy and like kind of cadences and, and moved it. It kind of naturally came out in like a blues funk kind of. Mm-hmm. It just made sense. So yeah, but we were we were banned for like nine or ten years. Flow City was. Wow. Yeah, we did that for a while. For a okay, time. so you were a veteran before even. Oh, yeah. I've See, I learned something new every day. Mm-hmm. I'll send you some of that music. It's I different. would love to hear that. I want to release it because yeah. we never, we didn't have really the know how because we were younger and we had management, but they were kind of more focused on getting us in front of bigger names and not really so much. Uh, and that was to no fault of their own because it was kind of around the time where CD Baby and like uh, TuneCore and stuff. It, we, people were just kind of finding out about yeah. this. Yeah. You know, it was, really it was less your recording career, but like your live performance yes, career. Yes, they yes. were helping you with. I gotcha. So, but none of that, that, a lot of that music is unreleased. We had such a wonderful fan base. I would really like to release that music. That you, now. people who saw you back in the day, would love to oh, have that available. And it was, it's good music. I mean, yeah. I listen to some of it. I have some of it in my, you know, my Google file somewhere, MP3s, and I'll listen to it and I'm like, this is still amazing. This is still amazing. So shout out to uh, Rocco and, and Nino. That's that's cool. You can say that because uh, mm-hmm. it's funny because um, Richie from the Caulfields mm-hmm. sent our group text a screenshot of like these demo tapes that mm-hmm. like I had actually passed on to his brother Rudy back in the day mm-hmm. before Richie was even in the band. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sam was like, "Oh, can we digitize these?" And I'm mm-hmm. like, "You sure you want to do that?" <laughs> like I, I wouldn't be too horrified with like that stuff but like maybe like two three years before that I, I don't know if I can handle it <laughs> <laughs> it's fun to so, see how you've grown though you know, oh like, yeah it, it can be a little cringy but once you're so like the years have gone mm-hmm. you can kind of see it in a different way like it's harder for me to listen to music, my more recent music than it is anything else yeah like when I first released some hoochie coochie music I was like oh my god we gotta get better and like, now listen I'm like this is very good <laughs> but it's like the stuff I have out that's recent it's kind of the more cringy I knew what I wanted to do didn't mm-hmm. quite execute it and no, you know, no one else knows the difference they're just right. like sure this is great it's just you being your own worst yes. critic yes how has it been living up here like transitioning from living in Wilmington mm-hmm. to Philly it's been fantastic. Yeah. I'm having an absolute blast, if I have to be honest. Like, it didn't take me long at all to feel like I was a part of the city and in the city. And I take public transportation, too. Like, I ride my bike, and then mm-hmm. I'm like, on the bus and the subway. And I think when you take, like, when you're out like that, you just see the city in a different way. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, I'm not driving. I'm just, I'm either on a bus or in the subway, and I'm seeing all the signs. Like, 
I don't know, like all the people, it's just, you really immerse yourself when you do it like that. Especially when you're riding your bicycle, because then you're like really oh, yeah. in the streets. <laughs> we out here in these streets, John. Well, I've definitely had a few friends tell me some <laughs> some stories that uh, are pretty harrowing, but, yeah. you know, I'm sure it's gotten a lot better over the past few years, though. I mean, there's so many more, like, dedicated bike lanes and stuff. Mm -hmm. and yeah, there really is. Your roommate up here, um, were you friends prior to moving up here? Or? Mm -hmm. So I have two roommates. I live with uh, Eurissa Luna, who is a painter, mm -hmm. photographer, wow. um, graphic designer. She does all kind of amazing creative things. And then uh, Carla Laura, who is a model, a photographer, facilitator. She really, uh, she's a little powerhouse. All facilitator. Really? Oh, Scorpio, how call, I call it the house of Scorpio, yeah. And we were friends in You Southern know I respect that. Yeah, I know you do. <laughs> so we were all friends in like Southern Delaware. We, we were all friends in like Jover. I think uh, I met Marissa. She was dating a mutual friend in Milford. Hmm. And uh, I had worked with her brother, David Luna, for some Hoochie Coochie graphics. So... Gotcha. I met her like that, and I was like, "Oh, cool!" I didn't know he had a sister. She makes, you know, she's an artist too. Mm -hmm. And you know, you just get around certain people, and you just like click. You know, like I don't know what we're gonna do. We're gonna work together, and it's gonna be fun. That's awesome. And uh, we've worked together on several things. She uh, did, did the cover for the Shook Daniels Franklin Street EP. Mm -hmm. um, oh wow! Yeah, nice. and then um, Carla's just been around. She's just been. She's a big Hoochie Coochie fan, and uh, she's a She's dressed me in some clothes for some photo shoots, and we just get along very well because we're all creative, all That's very fantastic. yeah, passionate and very. Uh, now, were they living up here already, or did you all move up? No, the they time? were in Wilmington. Okay, but they did. I, they didn't necessarily follow me, but I feel like you know I had made the migration up to Wilmington because I had some friends. Erin mm -hmm. uh, Silva from Eyeball was one of my childhood friends, and she was up here making or up in Wilmington making music, and I was like, I'm gonna do that, so. You know, you go nice. where your friends go if they're doing the thing you want to do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of like that little bit of a migration. And then I was just sitting in their apartment because they were living together in Wilmington at the time. And I was like, yeah, I'm moving to Philly. You know, <laughs> I'd went to... I'm doing it. I'm doing it. <laughs> I had had a, a breakup. And the breakup was fine. It was mutual. It was good. We're great friends. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I was living on my own for the first time in my adult life. And I was like, all right, well, what do I want to do? And I was like, I want to just continue to be creative and experience things. I had some friends in New York, but New York is just like ridiculously expensive. I didn't yeah. want to move to a place and then have to work all the time and not be able to enjoy the city or enjoy my life. So Right. And do like, your stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's the main goal. Yep. So I was like, Philly. <laughs> Got a lot of friends in Philly. I love WXPN. So... And it's a, just a really good situation. Like, I'm right off of Broad Street. I'm right, like I said, I'm four or five minutes up the street from here. Mm -hmm. I get on the subway, get on the septa. I hate that it's called septa. It sounds like septic, which reminds me of a booty hole. So every time I'm going in, <laughs> I feel like... <laughs> but, Watch out for the septa tank, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, in all my many years, I have never made that association until now, so thank you. I appreciate that. Anytime, man, anytime. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that I am I'm just so impressed with how many different things you do all the time. Constantly. <laughs> how do you... I had a friend of mine um, 
refer to my life as, as quote, having a lot of chainsaws in the air. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you feel like that sometimes? I feel like I won't call them chainsaws. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of things going on, but it's, I feel like I just kind of operate in the way that I like to be busy and mm -hmm. I love to learn. Mm -hmm. So, I like to express myself and I don't know, I'm just not really like a depressed person. I feel like I definitely went through a point where I, I was in therapy, kind of like battling my demons. And then like the biggest thing for me that I realized about myself is that like, as long as I have an outlet to be creative, I'm gonna be okay. Yeah. As long as I have a way to express myself, I'll be fine. And I'm just kind of at the point now where I was able to take a lot of those things and make money, <laughs> make a little money. Not everything is necessarily like a big payday, but they add up. It does add up, yeah. And I'm just constantly doing things mm -hmm. that I love to do with people that I really enjoy, you know? That's great. You know. You know. Oh, I know. You know. <laughs> what I love about the multiple hustles, <laughs> if you uh -huh. want to say that. Yeah, no, absolutely. Is that every day is a little different. Every day. You know, like mm -hmm. literally. like, And I, I love that a lot. A lot of people sort of seek routine and mm -hmm. you know that's a sense of security for them mm -hmm. that's kind of not a good thing for me i go a little bonkers if i'm doing the same thing again and again mm -hmm. um i was on this this fun little date mm -hmm. which has been nice the city is full of beautiful women shout out to philadelphia and when we were talking about that like i think in previous friendships and relationships some of my favorite people that i really get along with are people who also like enjoy change mm -hmm. and challenge yeah and you know a little bit of a routine is okay there are certain things i do every morning i like my yoga i like my working out i like my meditation but even still that's kind of more of like a four day out of the week mm -hmm. <laughs> and a couple of days i just lay around until i feel like getting up you know but i've been blessed enough to really kind of figure out how to operate like that because mm -hmm. it's just what makes me feel good you know yeah a nine-to-five job, I just can't. I can't. I interview people who can. I'm like, wow, you can really just go do this every day? I mean, health insurance looks wonderful, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I went my whole adult life without health insurance until last year. Yeah. And uh, it is nice. <laughs> I have to go guard. <laughs> so how does Rob Pfeiffer come into your life? In the most beautiful way. Rob Pfeiffer is like the man you go to in Delaware if you want to start a brewery. I don't exactly know how he got into it. Probably like most things, he kind of just said, okay. <laughs> um, but he... He's really a man who likes to say yes. Oh, yes. Life. Yes, mm -hmm. he is. That's, that's Rob Pfeiffer. For, uh, but he ended up working at a lot of the breweries and kind of like starting a lot of the breweries, helping in a lot of the places that Hoochie Coochie was performing at. Because mm -hmm. it's, you know, Southern Delaware, there's yep. breweries everywhere. Yeah. You throw a rock, there's a brewery. <laughs> so, there's one specific time he just like couldn't keep it together. He just had to come and let us know, you know, like you guys are the best band in this state. I'm, you know, and I know, because I've been seeing all the bands come through here. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, you know, I've, I've toured with Wilco and, you know, I've been on stage and, and I was like, okay. And he's like this big, you know, wide smile blonde hair, blue eyed, you know, white guy. I'm like, all right, all right, all right. No, I'm not going home with you, sir. Um, but no, just, and I would just keep running into him and keep seeing him. And 
he just was so friendly. He just has this like light in him, you know, that just shines so bright and he's so warm. Yeah. So jump to the pandemic. You can't really do nothing. You can't go anywhere. You know, you can't do anything. But people are starting to gather outdoors. Yeah. Just a little. And I've seen him pose. I don't know how we became friends on Facebook, but I've seen him pose that the first thing was Grace Vonderkun had cut his hair. So Grace is a good friend of mine. And like, you know how like, all right, if you're cool with Grace. Right. And like Grace is real laid back, real chill, mm-hmm. very, you know, with herself a lot of times. So I was like, she likes this dude. Right. He must be all right. He must be all right. He must be all right. So then he posted, I'd seen him post not too long after that, that he was doing like community garden stuff. And you know, anybody who wants to learn how to garden, come on out, I'll teach you. And I hadn't been doing anything. And uh, I did, other than gardening, but not gardening very well. So I was like, all right, I'll go hang out with this guy. We'll see what it's up. So I messaged him, and he was just, you know, super excited. All right, yeah, we'll get together. We set a date. I rode my bike over. Uh, You know, he had some beer in his backpack, (laughs) which was very my style. And we sat, we did like a little bit of gardening, but mostly we just like drank beer and hung out and talked about about music and life and just like hearing all his experiences. Um, he grew up in like you know the 60s the 50s and the 60s and he's seen a lot of the, like you know the civil rights movement and was active in that he's only ever been to jail once and it was for marching <laughs> for, mm-hmm. for the rights of other people so I was like this guy's down with the brown I'm here for yeah. that I'm here for that so we just began this like friendship yeah. that was just random but beautiful and genuine and incredibly beautiful yeah it's like some family you're born into another family you find later in life and robs that family mm-hmm. for me it was absolutely that family for me. He's a great guy, and I, it's so fun for me to have reconnected with him mm-hmm. after all those years. Because, oh, yes, like, that's right. Yeah, because, like, because, you know, you don't see a dude for 25 years. <laughs> yeah. You're absolutely right. Like, he just emits this warmth. This po- beautiful, positive you know? energy. And I, I dig that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we you know, said... The, the call fields are a bunch of negative fuckers sometimes. You know? <laughs> I don't want to be around them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can relate. <laughs> mm-hmm. I got a chance to, to live with Rob, actually, about a year. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit after my breakup, I was staying with my my friend, Lauren Keeney. Mm-hmm. Now my manager. Shout out to Lauren Keeney. She called me this morning with some very good news. We are killing the game. It's gonna be a good, it's our year, babe. Oh, I love um, it. I was, I she's awesome, by bit. the way. Oh, she's Lauren's really fantastic. Wonderful. Yeah. But I was staying with her for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And you know, she's 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 grown. She's got you know, she was dating at the time. She was kind of really coming into her own and I was like, alright, I gotta I gotta find another space to like spread my wings, you know. Mm-hmm. And Rob literally lives up the street from her. Okay. So, we were, you know, spending so much time together. And he was like, just come stay with me. I have a third floor. You can come hang. We can drink wine, talk about music. I have a million guitars. He has a million guitars in the house. There's a, nice. so many. Uh, there's so much fun stuff in Rob's house. It's crazy. So, I was like, this is really weird. <laughs> Am I going to live? But I'm going to do it. Am I? Yeah. <laughs> And especially after being friends with him for so long, you know, mm-hmm. throughout that throughout that summer and stuff, yeah, and just yeah. hearing him say yes to so many things throughout his life, like he's just done everything, mm-hmm. you know. Um, drove cross country. Uh, he's a truck driver. He's been in, like every single state. He knows how to 
sail a boat. He's sailing boats for a bit, like riding his motorcycle, being in ba- He's just cool. He's just like a renaissance. He's a dude, liver you know? of life. He's a liver of life. And it's because he just is like, if it feels good, just say yeah. You know, mm-hmm. You'll figure it out eventually. Yeah. Which sometimes I'd be like, Rob, I mean, we got to make a plan, darling. Does <laughs> um, that put you in some dicey situations? Sometimes. <laughs> but his attitude is always so good that it's like, whatever. Yeah. But it's been such a fun, like, cross-generational friendship. It's been one of the most important friendships of my adult life. Yeah. So, Lauren's been managing you for, like, a month now, mm-hmm. roughly? Yeah, about a month. How'd that conversation go? Did you say, mm. I need a manager, and, you know, like, how to do it? So, Lauren and I, you know, we play in, like, a like an acoustic duo. Mm-hmm. It very often is a trio, because we bring Barrett, her drummer. Yeah along because he's just so much fun and uh an amazing percussionist so if we can bring him in why not you know yeah so she'd managed that because i was really busy with Hoochie Coochie and that was definitely a full-time band uh, job managing that band there's just so many moving parts there's so many people in it a lot to organize a lot, a lot to organize um so she kind of took the okay i'll you know i'll manage this for us and she had mentioned it to me before like you need a manager like you're doing amazing things like you know how are you going to keep your ducks in a row mm-hmm. and I, I didn't feel like I was quite there and I had also had some experience in the past management where I was, it just didn't end the way mm-hmm. which just left a bit of a bad taste in my mouth and I'm so used to doing you know and after years and years I was just so used to doing everything myself I was like mm-hmm. no, I, I couldn't understand the benefit there were so many people especially in Hoochie Coochie I was like I can't afford to pay you if I pay you I can't pay us <laughs> right oh yeah um but I had this we had this rehearsal one night with Michael McCartney my piano player mm-hmm. Barrett May her drummer we share a drummer a lot of time right and she was just there, she just let us facilitate it in her house because we share a drummer her stuff That's was there awesome. and the vibe was just good you mm-hmm. know I was off the sauce <laughs> I had just I had like a, a show that I had done and it was like a sober show a sober house show and I was like hmm, there's something to this so I was <laughs> in my room. Nice. yeah alright alright so I was like, we rehearse and I'm sober. I'm feeling like so alive. These guys were just jamming. We're just like feeling good. Everything just sounds amazing. I just felt the love in the room. Everybody's very encouraging. And I just remember her saying it before. And we went downstairs after the rehearsal. And I was like on a high. I was like, wow, this is amazing. And she was like, this is your circle. This is like your mm-hmm. trifecta, you know? And I was like, damn, you're right. Mm-hmm. And the next day I woke up. And I was like, Lauren, you want to be my manager? <laughs> And she just texted back almost like immediately, just like, you yes. just made my year. Yes, please. Oh, that's Let's so cool. Let's do it. Yeah. I love it. And the thing is, I, I just trust her. Mm-hmm. I know that she wants what's best for me. Um, yeah. She always has, even before we were in music together. Like, mm-hmm. she just has always been a good friend, a good person. When you have somebody yeah. who's like truly like your friend first. I yeah. Mean, really has your best interest at heart. That's awesome. Yeah. We can geek out about music. But then also we're like just there for each other. She's in the process of releasing her first album, which I'm very excited about. And uh, you know, there are certain things on the music side that I know that I'm like, hey, don't forget to set up your band camp ahead of time. You know, make sure you got your, all your links ready. Don't wait, don't wait, do it now. Cause you can- She needs to watch your entire series of cable <laughs> music venture um, music business yes, uh, tutorials. Yes. Oh man, you know? well, that's another aspect of what you do. Like, how'd you get involved mm-hmm. with those guys? Just- so it was, a, this has been very fun. 
but definitely a whirlwind because I got on on board the the Gable train, Gable Music Venture train, the month before pandemic hit, the the first time around, and you know, so we're event planners, the nature of the business. So then they hired me, and then there I had no events to plan really for a long time. So uh, the first year, I think we we just focused on figuring out how to move a lot of our stuff digital. So we had Ladybug Festival and we moved that to a digital platform. We kind of just paying attention to how other people were doing it, what was going on. We were doing a lot of like live streams and our numbers were just going up, going up, going up, you know, and it's hard to figure out ways to monetize that type of stuff. But I love a good challenge. And I was like, every month I was like, this might be the month they let me go. So let me just tell them my ideas. Yeah. And, uh, they enjoyed the content that I was able to create. Um, just like doing a little bit of research. Okay, this is Ladybug. Who are the women in music that people should be paying attention to now from the past? Like, who's up and coming? And like, I geek out about stuff like that anyway. Yeah. So it was kind of like, kind of created this like dream position for myself. That was just like, okay, do the thing that you love to do and we'll pay you to do it. Okay. And the music business, especially the business side, is very nuanced. It can be very difficult sometimes to find the information. Like, how do I get on the radio? How do I get into the blogs? Like, even still, people will send me, hey, I have a song coming out this Friday. <laughs> blogs Little notice, please. Yeah, yeah, right. So, like, a lot of people don't know this. I know it because I've been doing it since I was a kid. But blogs, for the most part, they work, like, months and seasons in advance. So, but people don't know this. You wouldn't know this, especially coming from Delaware. We don't necessarily have that infrastructure. Um... We got a little bit, you know, shout out to Hometown Heroes. Burt Rogers has been holding us down for a long time, you know. R.I.P. Kiss 101.7 because they would play some, some local hip-hop and R&B too. But for the most part, we don't really have that, you know. So then I was like, okay, let me educate everybody. Let me tell everybody whatever I know, you know. I'm not necessarily an expert, but anytime you know more than other people, you can... You can help them. You can help them. Yeah. So I got to team up with Natalie, who was also on the team. We were kind of some yep. of the only workers there left. And we would just come into the office. I'd write a script. She would edit it for me. We'd come into the office because nobody else was there because we had nothing to do. And we just would shoot. We'd shoot some stuff, you know. And then people who were into that were like, this is great information. Some of it I had to research, but most of it was just from years of understanding. Just doing it. Mm -hmm. It always made me feel so good. Having grown up in Delaware, my band was part of the Delaware scene mm -hmm. back in the day. And the difference now compared to then in terms of what you're talking about, infrastructure and support, mm -hmm. like it's a world away. Mm -hmm. And it's so cool to see that, you mm -hmm. know, because obviously, you know, Jeremy and Gail have a lot to do with that. Absolutely. Everybody who's part of that team has a lot to do with that. Mm -hmm. And pretty much for the first time in my memory, bands from Philly want to go down there yeah. now. Yes. And play yes. the Jackson Inn and the yeah. Oddity, Oddity Bar, Bar and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And that didn't used to happen. It right. always was, how do we get the fuck out of here? Yeah. <laughs> and get a gig on South Street or, or play mm -hmm. the, you know, whatever, the mm -hmm. Copper. Right. And that to me is a generational change kind of thing that yeah. only <laughs> the very old like myself can observe <laughs> from a distance but it's awesome yeah. i mean it, it it makes me feel really good to see that
But we have to understand you laid a lot of the groundwork for us. You know? You guys did the thing. We heard about you guys in bands like um, New Sweden. You know, mm-hmm. I'd heard about them when I was younger. But you know what's cool? And when we were uh, all at that uh, Shine a Light meeting. Yes. Uh, last month. I've never been part of that show before right. this year. So it was my first time going to the meeting, mm-hmm. all the stuff. I mean, I know Tony Capella pretty well from mm-hmm. back in the day. Mm-hmm. But like to see like multiple generations of Delaware musicians in one room, mm-hmm. that was really cool. Yeah, you know. Yes. Um, you know, sometimes the old guard and the the upstarts or whatever, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, there's there's like a not necessarily the best vibe, mm-hmm. you know. And it felt really cool. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, because mm-hmm. um, some of these guys, I mean, they're older than me. Mm-hmm. And I, I would, I went up to like Michael Davis from the Bullets. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, we've talked a few times what in the cool past dude. couple years. I was like, I definitely like saw you play the Stone Balloon when I was underage, like <laughs> at nineteen yeah! and getting in there. And. He looks amazing, by the way. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Are you kidding what me? What a good-looking dude. He is a very handsome man. Yes. That's what rock and roll does. Keeps you young. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a musical family tree all in yeah. one room, you know? Literally, because you got Olivia Rubini there. Yeah. <laughs> Rubini. Right. And then, you know, Sam Noble, who's just mm-hmm. been killing it, who's always killed it. Uh, and in fact, Sam Noble's and Brian Bruce... Okay, Octi, if you're in like mm-hmm. the, one of the younger and like the punk rock and roll scene. <laughs> yeah. They were in a band, are, are in a band called Fiance. Okay. And they were like one of the first Delaware bands to play, play Firefly. And I remember like oh, yeah. listening to their music in like one of my, me and my partner at the time, are like our first one bedroom apartment that we got together and being like, wow, I gotta get to Wilmington. Like I need to move up north because <laughs> these are the, ba- and, it's, and it's funny because then I'm hanging out with them and we're just like, you guys are doing Channel Light this year too? That's cool. Right. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, right after that, we went to Galuccio's mm-hmm. next door and we did an open mic together. Oh, right on. Because I had my ukulele. Right. Rob was taking me home that mm-hmm. night. And so I had my ukulele in the car. And like anytime Sam Nobles is like, you want to jam? Right. You got to see it. And I no. never had the opportunity to play with Brian before. So. Oh, that's the cool. And he's it. And he plays with uh, the Bullets sometimes mm-hmm. too. So I was like, this is what it's about. Yeah. Very glad that I picked up an instrument because it kind of allows me to play in a right. way. You know, like literally, figuratively, like I can play with people in a whole new way. Listen, I have to say, like. The way you use that you <laughs> is the coolest thing, you know. It's something that not knowing what you're doing that really sometimes you don't know no better. Like you just do. Well, <laughs> if that contributed to it yeah, I'm gonna me. play it through an amp with yeah. a chorus pedal. Yeah. Then, yes. Then yes. I don't know. Unbelievable. It's just like you know because and because it's shaped like a Telecaster. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so badass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's very fun. It's a, it's a talking point. Um, I've always loved to make music in all co- different kind of ways and capacities. I really don't even have a favorite genre. Like, just if sometimes I'll do collabs and people just send me any, anything. It'll be hip hop, arm, whatever. Folk. Well, you did I kind of a it. you did kind of like a punky garagey thing. Oh yeah. Collaboration during the pandemic that I thought yes. was you, oh, oh my this is gosh. cool. <laughs> 
Dirty Boots with uh, yeah. with Jillian and Aaron from Eyeball and then Chelsea Grant who is also the drummer and uh, Hoochie Coochie. Um, yeah, me, Aaron, and Chelsea were all living together at the time and then Jill and Aaron worked together so it was like we're all around each other anyway. Yeah. And we all play music so the basement was already set up for it. So that was kind of, actually, that was kind of more my first thing playing. But Aaron would write the mm -hmm. bass parts, and I would just be like, I would just play them. I do backup vocals, because her, uh, her boyfriend had, like, a little studio. So it was just like, we just had the tools around us. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah. But you know what's a little different now, which I love, is that genre doesn't play as big a role in anything yeah. anymore. Yes, you, know, you because, are 100% you know, right. When the call fields are coming up, even the band that we were before that, so we're talking like late 80s into the early 90s, mm -hmm. it was very segmented. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, especially in Newark, like you had like the hardcore punk crowd. Mm -hmm. We kind of were too poppy for that. Mm -hmm. I mean, I always felt like we were kind of an island unto ourselves in some ways, but we managed to become friendly with bands who mm -hmm. we just thought were good. Which is obviously the most important thing to do, yeah. to be friendly. And, um, but there was definitely, like, generationally, like, so maybe bands that had been around, like, five years before us that were, like, kind of like the big bands in the scene, mm -hmm. you never felt, like, a kinship with them, mm -hmm. yeah. whether it was stylistic or age or anything. Now, it's just, like, if you're cool, yeah. if you're a good person, Let's yes. do something. Let's create together. And yes. that is a spirit that I've been searching for forever. Yeah. And I, I love that. It's fun. Even And even for me, at the uh, the young age of 31, <laughs> I even look to like younger bands and stuff mm -hmm. and just in, and encourage them. But also, that there's something to be said about that young energy when you don't know what you're doing. You're just creating for the sake of creation. There is a beauty and a power behind that. Maybe mm -hmm. not necessarily the skill, you know, because a lot of these kids and these young people are yeah. just getting started. Oh, no doubt. But it, it, like, fuels you, you know, to really see it. Listen, younger musicians' energy is, like, a thing for me to feed off of. <laughs> like, I, you know, I hang around yeah. with my bandmates because we're, we've been friends for 30 years. Yeah. But, like... I don't really have many 55-year-old friends. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's in part because, not that, you know, anybody has radically changed. It's just, like, my interests have kind of, like, remained very, uh, you know, like, I want to be active. Yeah, yes. And a lot of people kind of age out of that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you, man, you even, get, you I'll tell you something. Rob, I'll tell even you what. Even people who were, like, my <laughs> students at Drexel, even some of them seem like old men and women to me now. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. what happened to you? <laughs> I was like, you're no fun anymore. <laughs> yeah. No, it's the music. It's the music and the, the constant creation, you yeah. know? Yeah. I feel like that really keeps you young. Because, you know, I have a lot of friends. Almost everybody that I went to high school with at this point has, like, some kind of kids, you know, mm -hmm. or a uh, working on their first marriage or first divorce you know and they're just like what are you doing and i'm like well i get to play a get to play a badass concert next week right. i don't know what are you doing <laughs> what are you doing I'm, i got some studio time coming up uh, yeah I don't know. So it could be a bit of a disconnect so i think that's mm -hmm. that's why it's fun to find that musical family and i've always yeah. admired people who have done 
what I, you know, what I'm doing. So when I look like, when I look at you, I'm like, even though we're just talking, I'm listening in a way where I'm like, I'm taking this home with me. You know, that stuff. It's the same. It's yeah. very symbiotic. It, it is. That's you what know? it is, and, I, and that's what me and Rob would sit and talk about all the time. You know, for hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just he teaches me so much, but I do the same for him. You know. Absolutely. When you were playing at Ortlieb's the other month, mm. he was like, "Man, I used to come in here where the <laughs> when the jazz guys used yeah. to set up in the front room, and you couldn't you couldn't even like get by." And everything. I'm like, "I never saw that." Thank, I mean, it's it's awesome, man. Like he yeah. he's just so um, generous with yeah. sharing his experience mm-hmm. you know oh yeah oh yes Rob is a Which talker is, he's gonna tell you about his experience it's awesome though I mean yeah it's fun to get to play places and uh he does a little bit of road management for me sometimes mm-hmm. you know he'll come get me I don't have a car so uh he, and he's just love he's just just like you he's just he's not done he's not even close to being finished yet this man is always on the move oh no I would more than more than uh not I would be the one to go to sleep first I'd be like alright Rob this is last glass of wine <laughs> I have to go to bed dude you know right. he'd be up all night like rocking and rolling and just telling me stories like the best stories but it's fun to play places you know he played with his band mm-hmm. uh, Life on Mars when he was younger with his brother and his yeah. friends and stuff like that so it's a, it's amazing it really is it's pretty cool you know I mean I think you know I know I've reached this point and he probably reached the same point years ago where you really start to like appreciate things more mm-hmm. as you get a little older and like every day you kind of want to like soak it up like a sponge that's mm-hmm. kind of how I feel these days and you know I mean if, if you can get to that point as a younger person yeah. awesome yeah. it usually doesn't happen that way mm-hmm. I, I can <laughs> you know, relate you know what I mean I can relate for sure yeah for sure but like I, I get that sense from him is that he's just so appreciative just to be here and in the moment and that's cool to me you know, he like is that always is, right with you yeah. right there yeah. in that moment and I, and I don't really know too many people I've met a lot of people I've mm-hmm. done a lot of amazing things I've made a lot of great friends but Rob has that in the moment down to a side he knows how to do it mm-hmm. and I don't know if he was just born like that but every time I meet people who've known him they're like no he's literally always been like this yeah. he's always <laughs> right there with you. He's never worried about tomorrow mm-hmm. and yesterday already happened, you know. He's really mostly just remembering the good times, but yeah. This is just this is a big podcast yeah, you, about how awesome you gotta, it is. I'm here for it though. <laughs> you gotta bottle that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what's what's next for you? Like, do you have uh, some shows or any kind of like, recording have, stuff? Yeah, right now um, I think the only thing that's announced because I usually wait to, for it to be able to announce things mm-hmm. and I'm not sure when exactly this would be coming out but I have a uh, show at City Winery in Philadelphia oh nice on February 16th which I'm very excited about because it's uh, part of the Black Opry and it's these uh, found them on Twitter <laughs> I, love, I love me some good Twitter it's been really good for networking uh, and finding my tribe mm-hmm. but it's really this organization uh, shout out to Holly where they find like black folk and country artists from all over and they kind of like they're going on this tour so they're stopping stopping in Philly 
Nice. And we're doing like a singer-songwriter in the round thing with a bunch of other uh, African-American singer-songwriters. And that's awesome. Yeah, that's going to be great. I'm very excited for that. That's cool. Um, uh, City Winery is very nice yeah, venue. <laughs> that was the last place Hoochie Coochie played before the pandemic hit. Oh, yeah. I think like that weekend was the first... No, it was the weekend before I had heard about COVID for the first time. Wow. I was like, what is that? And I was like, well, we got this show. Hopefully it won't get canceled. I don't know. Everything seems uncertain again, weirdly. Yeah, it's because you know I mean? of the weather. Honestly, i kind of seen this coming. It's like the weather. People love to travel for the holidays. Yeah. We're all kind of stuck indoors. There's not. We don't really have the opportunity to go outdoors. But I feel like this isn't the same thing because we have a vaccine. We know the science behind it now. Mm-hmm. At the no. same time, I'm just not really a, I'm not very fearful. I feel like when you grow up, you know, like I've had my fair, my fair share of childhood trauma. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I've been through it. No, I, I'm like, I survive. I'm a survivor. I get that. I totally get that. <laughs> I feel the same. So I feel like we'll, we'll be back. We'll be back. You know, everybody write your songs right now. Get your mind right. Write Do your, your meditation. Songs. Work out. I've been working out crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I've been hitting the squats. My butt is going to be so nice on stage this year. The festival season, I'm killing it. I'm going to kill it the festival season. Yeah, uh, I have my yearly butt inspection of myself coming up. You so know, you just gotta get a little like... booty pop. <laughs> booty pop, booty pop, boop, booty, booty pop, booty pop. I'll tell you, if anybody can get me motivated to do my squats, it's Suge Daniels. I want to thank Suge again for spending some time with me. She is out there and making moves every day, so be sure to check her out online or in person, and uh, get you some of that Suge Daniels energy. Thanks for listening, everybody. Until next time, save me the corner booth. Or something like that. Anyway, I'm John Fay. I'll catch you next time on Talking at the Diner. Everything is on the table When we're talking at